The We Think Collective podcast is brought to you in part by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash inbound. We Think Collective is also supported by May May Jewelry in Atwater Village. For 15% off your order, enter promo code WTC podcast at MayMayJewelry.com. That's M-A-E-M-A-E Jewelry.com. P is for podcast. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Yes, P is for podcast. P-O-D-C-A-S-T. It's a hard one. I said P-O-Day. Hello, and thank you for joining us for season two of We Think Collective podcast. You guys, we made it to season two. We're here. We made it. It's uh, It was a journey. This is our 14th episode. 14? Yeah. Um, magic number 14. Yes. It's been a big number. We've been through a lot together here on this podcast. A lot. A moment of silence. Um, <laughs> we both make noises. I, I don't think podcasts are where we're supposed to be silent. Right? Why do like, in my moments of for. silence, I instantly go to Little Mermaid's... <laughs> Uh, every time. It feels so right. Oh my God, it feels so right. <clears throat> it's kind of like the angel voice, like, you know, when it's like, oh, and then the light pierces through the clouds totally. and magic starts to happen. I think the ah song from Little Mermaid, I'm pretty sure that's the title of the song. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> yeah. definitely. I think that song is the same feeling of like the angels are coming through the heavens. Gosh, right? it's just so biblically like... That's Imagine. why I'm your chief Bible officer, yeah. buddy. Chief Bible officer. Right here for you. So you guys, we're here and we are back. And mm-hmm. um, we wanted to start with a segment called What Are You Obsessed With Right Now? Because we think that this is a relevant podcast and there are things we're obsessed with. So Hyde, I'm going to throw the question to you. What are you obsessed with right oh now? Oh my God, I have no idea. Okay. I'm so obsessed with more than one thing at the moment. Okay. I'm on this weird... Okay, so I watched on the weekend, I watched Finding Neverland, and I really like... and that's the one with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp and Kate Winslet, okay. and I feel so bad that I don't know the names of the kid actors because they're fucking amazing. Um, I don't know why I had never watched that movie because I really love Peter Pan, and it's like the story about the guy who wrote Peter Pan, which also I don't remember his name right now. <laughs> In the podcast notes. Yeah, this is what happens when you smoke weed. Um, Warning to the PSA to the children out there. Um, But for real, though, uh, that movie was amazing. Um, I had some good solid cries, which I love a movie that does that for me, but in a happy cry kind of way. So what's the take? What was one like kind of mind shifting takeaway? Okay. Well, it's weird because it didn't like shift my mind in and of itself for me. I'm all about connectedness and the way... God or the universe kind of gives me messages. I feel like it just comes through a web. It's like a web of messages, but this was part of it. And the big takeaway was about belief, right? You know, Peter Pan, the story, so much of the root of the story is if you think positive thoughts, you think the good thoughts and you really believe, then you can fly. And then that's how even Neverland even exists. Like it doesn't exist if you don't believe in it. And watching this movie, the story of how the author was inspired to create the story of Peter Pan in the first place, it's a very heart, you know, wrenching story. I'm not going to give it away. You got to watch it. It's really cute. You should tell us go back and watch that movie, guys. Anyway, that's what I'm obsessed with. Love. And belief. And the power of belief. 
which interestingly enough is what we're going to talk about on today's episode of hmm, We Think Collective. I wonder where we got inspired by that topic. Like I said, it's a web, baby. I'm saying. So, um, you know what I'm obsessed with? What? This song. Okay. <laughs> I am going to do it every justice by singing my favorite line of it right now. And Heidi can be my backup singer. But you guys, I've never been so obsessed with a song. I probably listen to it at least 20 times a day. A she day. Does. Okay. And it's called, This is why I love you. Ooh. This is why I love you. Because you love me. <laughs> She's going to go so high. All right, that okay. was not the song. So, yeah, that is the song, but it's by Major. <laughs> yeah, he's the, Major. The, the author, uh, the author, the artist. Artist is Major, major. and he's so Major. Period. It's like Major, period. That's, That's his it. name. That is just his name. Mm-hmm. And he made this song a couple years ago. It's not even yeah, like it's, it's a old. new cut. Like 2012 or something, maybe. I don't, I don't know. Okay, maybe not, maybe that, not old. that old. But it's called <laughs> This Is Why I Love You. And I, the frequency in it, the words in it has <clears throat> elevated my whole body to even sit upright even more and like fall in love with me honestly not like anyone or anything in particular but just like falling in love with me again this song just does it for me is what i'm saying and when you listen to it you fall in love with yourself again and again and again every 20 times a day. 20 freaking times a day so that's why i've been hearing that song so much yeah okay yeah all right yeah. i can try to have a new appreciation for it i love the song and the first time i heard it, i was like "Ooh, that's so pretty and his voice is amazing like the tenor of his voice is incredible people like this man can sing for real but like sometimes we have a thing when it comes to music because i like to listen to lots of different kinds of songs and Sometimes if I hear the same song 20 times, I get, it kind of ruins the song for me. And I'm like, fuck, you just ruined such a great song. Can we play something else? And she's like, no, I can't. I'm obsessed. So I can attest to the fact that you are in fact obsessed with that song. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I got you. I'm here for you. Thanks, buddy. I'm here to be a witness. (laughs) Thank you. To your obsessions. (laughs) If you ever need that, I got you. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's interesting because, um, talking about how messages come through to us and everything else and why we chose our topic for today which is by the way the power of a new perspective and we've talked about that a bit like we talked about that a lot in the first season and i think um for those of you who are listening, um, since we only have 12 listeners, Shout you probably out. know us. No, so. now we have 14, I think. Okay, like maybe 15 even. Maybe. I'm not sure. But, maybe. Um, so if you're listening, you probably know us a little bit and um, or you <laughs> um, think you know us a little bit. <clears throat> We're constantly changing. So whatever you knew before, you should unlearn it because it's not true anymore. Right? It's so true. But like, that everything was untrue before. <laughs> I'd like to, you know, maybe you want to share a little bit about why we're inspired to discuss this topic today as it relates to our first season. We took a little break. We're back. We're recording again. We're, we're back in here. And why do we want to talk about perspective today and like what's come up for you between recordings? Yeah. So I think since starting the podcast till now, I mean, I've had a really crazy summer, mm-hmm. you know, um, and so many things in just sh- you know, recording 13 episodes, so many bubbles inside of my body of belief were completely popped. Like all of a sudden, my shift in perspective about what female feminine energy is, about mm-hmm. like how who I am in business, who I am as a woman, who I am in relationships with mm-hmm. people. Dude, 
bop bubbles bursting everywhere. Right. So my bubbles bursted so much that there was a gift that lived inside of me that I didn't even know existed. Uh, my five-year-old self did, but mm. the new Rena is now coming to feel. And there are a lot of things I used to be able to do that I, I, I no longer, it's not that I can't do them, but it, I just am so sunk into how I feel on the inside that so many things have changed in my perspective. You're realizing being. maybe some of your old ways of being don't resonate with who you know yourself to be now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So much so that I talk to the five-year-old self me all the time. She's kind of the guiding force in my my life. Um, I have a picture of her hanging in my bathroom that I recently put. And whenever I think about her, I think about how much she goes on intuition and how much there was never a past for her yet. And there was never really a future for her that she was worrying about. There was always just the possibility of today mm -hmm. and what that would bring in that wonder. And if you guys follow me on Instagram, which you should at Meme Glissade, um, what I'm saying is, is the five-year-old Rena is the one that plays on there. I play jacks, I play basketball, I buy chemistry sets. And I do all of these things that you know, bring that inner child in me. So the shift in the perspective of me living my life in this really joyful, fun way has changed everything. And the way I do business, I'm still awesome. I still, you know, have adult thoughts, but I also <laughs> still have, I have a lot of adult thoughts, P.S. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. X, X, X. Um, but also my five-year-old has so many amazing thoughts also. Mm -hmm. And that's the, the little girl that I think I was missing in my life to really bring joy mm -hmm. to my life. Mm -hmm. That's pretty profound. That's a big change. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that exploration that we began in season one, and for those of you who've been with us, I think it, we've talked to a lot of you, so we understand and we've had conversations about the impact of shifting our perspectives. And obviously when we started this podcast, when we set out to do it, the inspiration and the reason for it so much was that me too. And feeling like, all right, you know, there's this, all this stuff about, you know, woman power and blah, 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 but let's make sure that we're, you know, um, keeping a balanced perspective and blah, blah, blah. Right. And we really wanted to expand feminine leadership. We didn't really know exactly what that necessarily meant. We just knew that we felt if the world had more feminine leadership, that it'd probably be more balanced and it'd be a better place, right? Totally. That's all we knew. And we kind of went on faith on that. We had a belief in that, that we struck out from on a journey to we don't know where. We still don't know where. Mm -hmm. We don't. We're just on the path. We're, we're in the river. We're flowing. And it's fucking nice in here. So get in. Anyway, yeah. um, we talked about things like, what is the definition of of feminine even mean, right? Um, and sh I, I shifted perspective around that. We helped ourselves define it in a new way. Mm -hmm. We talked about success. What is success? And, and what does that mean? And then we're like, well, this definition is, we redefine that for ourselves mm -hmm. as individuals and collectively because we own businesses together. Um, we talked about what is our idea of a great relationship and what does that look like and what are the parts of our ideas of those that are coming from other people's perspectives of how it's supposed to be and what do we want it to be and we started to kind of redefine those for ourselves as individuals as women and I think we started for me learning just in how to redefine the feminine then how to see that in myself and then going through this of process of like how do I learn to access that more 
and and bring it up more. And then as I started doing that and seeing the results of it and the impact of it in my conversations and my um, my own personal growth and development and exploration of my mind and my spirit and my intuition and all of that, it's like, whoa, this is just kind of like mind-blowing shit. Totally. You know, it's funny as you're talking, I'm <clears> thinking <throat> of like, the food pyramid, right? You remember that thing they brought out in the 80s that says you should eat two servings of milk. Mm -hmm. And that includes this. Yeah, which was complete BS, PS. Right. Yeah. yeah, there's a new picture now. So I feel like in all the things you're saying, I just picture this food pyramid of like the, the stuff you feed your body through mm -hmm. your thoughts and through your powers of belief and perspective. And what if there was just, it's not even a pyramid, maybe it's a circle of all the different areas that you had and... It was like, we always think about, I think money is such a big thing that people think if I'm not making. So you can draw your circle. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. So Heidi just handed me a pen PS. Okay. Well, because you're, you're trying to describe a picture and I know you, you're such a talented artist. I want you oh to be God. able to do your drawing. Oh, you're so right. Five-year-old right. Rena loves drawing PS. PS. Yeah. Totally loves drawing. I like to PS, give her space for that. I draw outside the lines a lot because <clears throat> that's just how five-year-old year Rena plays. Okay. Right. So if you had this circle and you thought about like what you fed your body, mm -hmm. right? Obviously food is one of the things, right? Yep. So let's put food in the circle. Okay. Okay. Another thing thing that we feed our body is let's say thoughts yeah content i think content because oh absorbing content yeah because okay. you're reading books you're listening to music you're watching things on social media you're reading the news what content you're putting in like what you're feeding your mind it's like mind food okay mind food so there's body food there's mind food and then there's the people you're around the energy of the people that you're community around community food. yeah community food <laughs> this is like a this looks like a cheese wheel now yeah it's like, <laughs> it's it's like a cheese wheel I'm getting kind of hungry but i think the thing <laughs> with this cheese wheel and i think we're gonna draw like a real picture of this one day and, okay and make I'm it really nice um we'll do it on our whiteboard yeah love whiteboarding but once we do and we'll, we'll share it with you in our, our book that's coming out maybe in the not so maybe in one year maybe in one month maybe in 10 years exactly we're just in the river jump in Jump in. It's fun in here. Jump in. <laughs> Jump in. <laughs> Jump in. <laughs> I just have to say we have new bathing suits and they're really fun. <laughs> anyway, so back to your wheel. Okay, so you, you have this wheel of all of these things we feed inside of our body. Mm -hmm. And what I have loved about the journey that we've taken is the perspective of the wheel, of the things in the wheel, and how I receive them. Like, literally, there's just energy with people that I've been around in the past, and I've just said, no, I'm... I, I don't want to put that in my body today. And so I think about it and I don't go to these places, mm -hmm. let's say, right? Or we go to a restaurant and there are things on there that I really want to eat because I know they're so good. But I, I think about it, I'm like, no, like I know how that's going to make my energy force field feel. Mm -hmm. Force field feel. Yes. Right? P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Boom. <laughs> We're doing all kinds of tongue twisters today. I know, but we're getting really good at rapping. Yeah, we're so linguistically gifted. Hey, Cardi B, hit us up, dude. No, stop. Hit us up, girl. Oh my god. Okay, oh my gosh. I can't. Yeah, you're killing me. You're killing me, small. <laughs> That's an inside joke. We'll tell you guys about that later. Yeah, <clears throat> or be our Lyft driver, and then you're gonna you know, find out firsthand. Boom. So, yeah, the power of perspective is really, really. A major thing and Hyde you shared a story with me recently about something going on in your family and how shifting your perspective about it has really helped you change the way you feel about the situation and it, I think 
it's kind of early, but I think it's going to help you take different action too in regards to it. So would you like to share a little bit about that with us? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, uh, it's tough and it's kind of new, new stuff for me. So bear with me guys. Um, I mean, I just mentioned that I watched like Finding Neverland over the weekend <laughs> and, uh, and there's one, there's one aspect of it that's about new perspective and then there's another aspect of it that's about applying belief to that new perspective. Yeah. But, um, you know, my, my niece and nephew, uh, my, my little sister's children have both been diagnosed with a very rare um, disease. It's a mitochondrial disorder. Um, it's called Lee's syndrome. And it's, uh, if you were to Google Lee's syndrome right now, the way that Google would tell you about this disease is it would give you a life expectancy. That's one of the first things that pops up when you Google this disease, like so many other diseases, as it's become standard in medical practice, um, unfortunately, for them to believe they can tell you how long you're going to live. Um, and it's interesting because I came across this article uh, about a woman named Ellen Langer. She's a doctor. Um, and it, this was in, Harvard, uh, in the Harvard Business Review or Harvard Medical um, Journal. journal. Yeah. And... Um, Dr. Alan Langer has been doing all these studies about how, well, one in particular with like cancer patients and stuff like that, where they've found that, you know, just by going in and telling someone their life expectancy, it, people, even people, it, it, it's like they believe that then and it, it kind of manifests. Okay. Um, it, it's not kind of, it's been, it's been studied, it's been documented, it is now shown to be true. And she and many other doctors in the medical field have been making a case for that doctors should no longer say that they should not be giving out a life expectancy at all it how the fuck do you know how long someone's going to live um that said with my niece and nephew this particular disease there's no currently no cure for it it's genetic it's in the dna um and the averages the average life expectancies are short it typically affects babies and so it's a it's a dire um, it's a dire diagnosis to receive, and um, it has shook my family to our core. Um, and for me, uh, as a person who has a really strong faith and belief in kind of this benevolent spirit and all these things, it really challenged me on a deep level um, when we first started, you know, kind of dealing with this last summer. Because I had Googled it and I had received that diagnosis and uh, was grappling with this morning that I'm going to lose them, like we're going to lose them, you know. And um, it's weird because throughout this whole transformation that we've been, you know, going through and changing our perspectives about things and whatnot, I recently went to North Carolina and I was spending some time with, uh, with my niece. Um, she was unfortunately in the hospital. She's out now. Yay. Yay. Um, but she's in a place in her physical body where she's not able to really have freedom of movement. She can't express herself verbally. Um, her consciousness is, uh, in question. According to doctors, I have zero doubt about her conscious level. I know that she's totally conscious and aware of what's happening. I see responsiveness from her, so I don't believe anything they're telling me. Um, and it was funny cause on this trip back with her, I could see that in my sister and myself and, and a few of us that there's a certain level of like, you know, it's not that we're not accepting the fact that they have Lee syndrome. 
they have it. We see it in their DNA strands. There's a piece missing. Okay. Um, but we aren't accepting these people telling us how long they're going to live or telling us what their life is going to be like, um, or telling us whether she can be aware of things that I'm telling her or not telling her, or even frankly, just if we want to just go all out, accepting the fact that it's impossible for her to, for their DNA to change. Like, this is kind of crazy, but on some level, um, if the power of belief, if we really say that we believe what we believe, is it not possible that by changing our perspective about something, we can change the reality of it too? If we truly back it with belief. And so for me with Lena in the hospital, I would play solfeggio frequencies to heal at a, at a DNA level all night long. I played them for her. Um, I would get in with her really close and talk to her really softly and tell her the names of all of the people that had told me they were praying for her, that had donated to help my sister with their medical expenses. Um, just really reminding her and filling her as much as I could consciously with their love. Because I know people like you and, and Joe Donnelly and so many people over the course of the last year who have reached out to me and really their hearts have been with Lena. And I wanted her to feel that, know that. And I believe that love has a healing power. And, you know, that that there's a way that we can change this reality. Um, at the end of the day, whatever ends up happening with Lena, we accept there's no right or wrong of what her life is supposed to be like. There is no proper life expectancy. You have to live 72 years and get married and have 2.5 kids and a house with a picket fence and da, 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 to have lived the right kind of life. And if you didn't live it that way, God, something happened, something's wrong. That's bullshit. Yeah. You know? So, for us to sign on to Lena, what her life's supposed to be, or to accept these, these um, expectations from doctors. I just really realized that we don't have to do that at all. And we can definitely reject that. And that's not about not being in acceptance. That's about choosing a perspective that resonates with a higher vibration that feels better for me and believing that that is possible. I believe it's possible that Lena is here to bring healing to my entire family. And she's doing it, P.S. Yes. She's so definitely much. doing that. Yes. And I believe that her little brother Malachi may very well be a part of helping there to be a solution and healing for all children who end up coming up with this disease. It's very rare for there to be two children in the same family diagnosed with the same disease. So Malachi's experience is really unique. He was diagnosed before it showed up. That doesn't happen very often. And how often. old is Malachi? Malachi's a little over one now. He's 14 months. Um, and we're still hoping that, you know, the disease won't kind of trigger in him and, and start to prevent his development like it did, like it typically does. Um, but also there's a little bit of kind of glimmer of hope right now because there's an organization in Texas, um, a family that has a child with the same disease who found excuse me, a doctor who's committed himself to trying to fight like childhood diseases. And basically they do gene editing therapy. They literally talk about changing perspectives mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's going to require a perspective change in society for us to even get to a space probably to really be ready to accept this technology. But he's done this with some other diseases and had successes. And there's a way to kind of introduce 
genes and DNA into the person's body through viruses, essentially, that could potentially alter their DNA. Wow. And make it such that now there's cells there that do have the, the strand of DNA that's missing that can now produce what their body needs to survive and to develop and grow and, uh, and, and have healthy mitochondria. Yeah. So there's hope. Okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing, by the way. Yeah, and that was really long-winded. I'm sorry and yeah. boring. Uh, no, I love it. <laughs> and, and, and it's just real because I hear the passion and, and the love you have for it. And so when you think about like the possibilities in Lena's situation, right, of them giving you this morbid, you know, life expectancy of X amount of time. And you guys, it's not a long time with this disease. It's, I don't know, not a long time. And you think about the possibility of belief right now where you are of really having hope, really having this spiritual freedom to know that you're communicating with her, that she's conscious, that she's here and vibrating on that level because it feels good. Why do you think that so many people kind of revert to these lower feeling frequencies? Like, why do they, why do they like buy into that? What do you think is the, um, the shift in perspective that maybe they can take to really not buy into that? that low frequency? I think that's two questions. So let's start with the, the first one, the okay. why do we think they have that? Mm -hmm. But dude, we've been programmed. I mean, we've been programmed on a such a deep, 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 deep level. We, we were just talking about this earlier today. Mm -hmm. um, the idea that, and it's a very American, and maybe it's more white American. I'm just going to say that. It might be more of a white American idea, but this idea of individualism and my parents, bless their hearts, I love my parents so much, but they have been very clear in sharing with us that their goal as parents, the, the goal that they agreed upon together of what they wanted to achieve was to raise us to be independent individuals, um, like so we could survive on our own. And I respect that, and I know why they, why they wanted to teach us that, but I think that as I'm getting older and I'm learning to listen more to my own feelings and my intuition and to just actually accept myself for who I actually am and what I actually, what my true desires are, like really, truly accepting myself, I'm realizing like, damn, that programming is really deep. Like I got to peel back a lot of layers, girl, <laughs> to get to the place sometimes to even know what my truth actually is. And P.S. I hate saying that my truth fucking bugs the shit out of me. Does that bug you? It bugs me for some reason because I feel like people use it all the time. Like it's some like, oh, but that's my truth. And it's like, okay, motherfucker, your truth is wrong right now. Because okay. you you have so many blind spots that you don't even know. And I'm talking to myself, P.S., right now as much as anyone. Right? Yeah. yeah. I think your truth is what it is right now. For you. Right now. Right now. And the truth is that has a lot of layers to it. Exactly. And you might not be able to see them all. You may. And one thing I've seen for myself is... There's a lot of times when I'm like, dang, I swallow what my feelings are because I'm judging my feelings and then I'm not willing to even accept them within myself. So if I can't accept them within myself, then how can I ever expect to be able to communicate them to someone else? And then how can I expect them to be able to relate to me and commune with me from a place of authenticity if I can't even acknowledge them for real inside of myself? And this is weird, but it's like a perspective. It's a perspective shift of moving away from thinking that I have any reason to need to modify who I am and what I'm feeling to please anybody. Oh my gosh. So someone recently told me, um, they said, 
man, like you have the way you express your concerns or just things going on in your life, you have such a beautiful way of saying it. Um, you do. That, that makes me feel it. So I understand what you're feeling without feeling the need to either give you a solution, but just that feeling. And I, I said, it's so, it, it's so crazy you say that because I think for the first time in every area of my life, I think with my heart and not my mind. And I speak with my heart. And uh, sometimes that's why I know that I'm the only person that can write certain copy because my heart is the only thing that's writing it right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm more inspired to write than others. But when I do write, I really, I really ask myself, is this, you know, what I'm writing because people want to hear this? Or is it something that I want to express and bring that energy into the world? And it's been like really. So you're kind of like, you're you what I think I'm seeing as as an observer and friend and witness, as I said, is you kind of like you sink into your heart and really take a beat to sink in there and make sure you're speaking from that space and making decisions from that space. Totally. Even down to the smallest thing of what do I want to eat for lunch today? You take a beat, you sink in, what am I feeling? What's my body telling me? And then you trust the answer that comes up. Yeah, just like walking into the podcast studio today. Heidi and I are really clear about where we want to sit, how we want to feel where we sit. And we literally- <laughs> So diva. Yes, we were like so diva. We made Tim move all this shit around. We're like, we can't sit here. I need to sit over there. And like, I need my light. Yeah, like seriously, <laughs> but it's so true because I want to give the best, but mm-hmm. I can only give the best if my kua is good. P.S. We'll get into kua in another oh, we conversation. We learned about, we talked about that last oh, we season. did. Oh, we did. Oh, yeah you, yeah. you guys need to listen to that episode too. Yeah, with Melissa, feng shui teacher. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this perspective shift and understanding the power that lies in the power that we as individuals have when we choose a more empowering perspective, one that feels better. It's quite simple. It's like Peter Pan and that movie Finding Neverland. Mm-hmm. And it, you know how you had to find the positive thoughts and think the positive happy thoughts. thoughts. Happy thoughts. Happy thoughts. You had to think called. the happy yes. yes. You have to think the happy thoughts and believe them. Right. And it sounds like some bullshit, but this doctor from Harvard PS, you guys. So I think that means it's true. This doctor did another study, and we love this one, the exercise one. Girl, okay, ladies, listen up. Okay, you need to Google Ellen Langer and check this shit out. And then Google melting fat meditation, because we're going to start doing it. We'll tell you later if if the shit works. But straight up, she did this study. And basically, she studies about, quote, the placebo effect, right? And her whole thing is like, it's not anything to do with the placebo. It's about your belief in whatever it is that you're doing. She did this study with housekeepers Mm -hmm. where she had half of them like thinking, like all of them said they don't work out, like they don't exercise, right? Half of them were like, yeah, you don't work out and that's really unhealthy and you know that. And they're like, yeah, we know that, blah, blah, blah. They all tell all their perspective about how bad it is for them that they don't work out and da-da-da, reaffirm them. That was their placebo, okay? Okay. Then they go about their work for 30 days. The other group the placebo for them was no, actually, what you do is a workout. You're doing all this, you know, the sheets, you're pushing these things around, you walk more miles than, you know, five times more than the average person, like you work out. So they just changed their mindset about that. 30 days later, guess what happened? What? What? The ones who thought they were working out lost weight, the ones who thought they weren't, they actually gained weight. It, sometimes it's like such they a changed nothing. Sl- they did I know. nothing different. I- 
So what you're saying is when we come in next week, Tim, and we're literally melting the fat this week, and you're like, what are you guys doing? We're melting the fat meditation. Can I just give one tidbit out there, okay, of something that has really, really helped me in this new world of perspective. So in my phone, when I save people's phone numbers in my phone, I don't, I save your name, but I save it with something else with it, the feeling that you injected inside of me. Right. So I literally have someone in my phone called happy thoughts right now. Mm -hmm. Literally. Okay. I have another person saved in my phone called possibilities of joy and wonder. Okay. I have another Mm -hmm. person in my phone called my guardian angel, Mm -hmm. my fairy godmother, my podcast guru. (laughs) Like I give names in my phone. So when your, your name pops up, I am instantly vibrating high with you. So note to self, if you have people in your phone Shift their name, and I can guarantee you, you will shift the perspective of the instant message that you answer the phone with alone. I love that. I'm going to do that with a particular person in my I say phone boom, today. boom, boom. Let me um, hear you say ayo, ayo. Yeah, boom, boom, boom. So, thanks for listening today, guys. Um, two things I want to say. Number one, uh, a really great way to shift your perspective is to read books or listen to audios if you like. Um, one of our sponsors is Audible. And um, if you go to audibletrial.com um, forward, forward slash inbound, you can get not only a free download of an audiobook. Um, so free book, guys. Hello. Free 99. Love free. Um, but also a 30 th- a day trial. And then you can cancel after that if you want. But you can listen to so many audios. And, you know, that's what I get inspired by and how my perspective gets shifts is reading books and listening to books and filling my mind with new information. Like you said, vibration enhancing information. Totally. And the other thing that you could think about doing is wearing affirmation jewelry. Hello. And we've got Mimi Jewelry as our other sponsor. They'll give you 15% off if you go online or you go into the store. If you're in LA, you can go to Outwater Village. Check them out. You'll get so many good feelings. It's definitely a vibration enhancing experience. Mm -hmm. Um, It just so happens that we own it. So it's kind of cool. But we have special pieces that are specific to um, various new perspectives you may want to adopt. And there's one in particular that um, I think you've been kind of feeling lately. Yeah, I think one of the pieces that I really realized that was really important for me over, especially the transformation that we've been having, is acceptance of myself. Mm -hmm. That's really like, because I'm weird in a lot of ways that I never knew. <laughs> and accepting myself has been the biggest thing. And, and we have this piece called acceptance. And when I first made it, it, sometimes you make a piece and you don't even know why you're making it. And then you start falling into it. And really the, the message of the piece is about the rebirth of you inside. And it's the rebirth because it's the coming of who you, that five-year-old really was. And I love this piece so much. And yeah. it means a lot more to me now today. Yeah, I like that. I need to start wearing that one, I think, right now. I like that. All right, so you can get 15% off if you use the code WTC podcast on maymaejewelry.com. Mm-hmm. The jewelry that loves you back. <laughs> the jewelry that loves you back. And follow our crazy antics on Instagram at We Think Collective. Mm-hmm. And also, we have a website, wethinkcollective.com. Yeah. And we also have. You could email us if you ever have ideas or questions. Um, or if you just want to share something about something that came up from what we talked about on, a, on an episode, we really would love to hear from you. Um, you can email us grow at we think collective. I love that. And we also like reviews guys so much. We so do. So love reviews. It's kind of our favorite, but only if they're good. If you're our hater, <laughs> can you just email yeah. us? 
Just email us if Just you hate it. it. Like, <laughs> it's fine. We want to hear that too. You know, it's perspective altering. We're here for that. But we please don't leave stars. a negative review. <laughs> five stars are our favorite. <laughs> okay, love you. Bye. Bye.